Hey, what's going on? Welcome along to another episode of the Strategy and Conversions podcast. I'm Jamie Michael Joseph, and as always, I'm joined by Mark Tanner. Mark, what episode are we on now? Oh, blimey, 28? Yeah. I, I, I thought it was 28. I thought I better just double-check. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> yeah. I, I, I lose count now. We ought, to, we ought to be on top of this, shouldn't we, really? Yeah, I, we usually are. We usually are. Yeah. I just we, we hit record then, and I'm thinking, hang on, how many have we done now? <laughs> to me, yeah. it's, it's just another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think part of the problem as well is that I think probably every day we we are recording something. Yeah, (laughs) you know. So even though it's oh, it should just follow on quite easy because last week was right. Was you know twenty seven? We've done like you know nine different videos in there. I think we've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, doing a lot of training courses, and we did one this morning as well. So yeah, yeah, we've um, we we're always on. We're always on. I think we must be zoomed. Zoom's best customers soon. We, we, well, we're definitely using up the bandwidth, aren't we? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> getting our money's worth out of Zoom. Yeah, that's what we're absolutely. doing. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's all been good. Um, last week, we obviously mentioned the the, the whole kind of session was on uh, your offering and your messaging, and we said we're going to do a free part series on that. You know, so we did yeah. part one last time. Today's going to be part two, where we're going to dive deep into the offering. Yeah. Uh, but just before we get into that, I guess just talking about a few things that, that we've been up to and also just the whole kind of internet world, you know, that, that we live in as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's that whole big thing last week with Facebook yeah. uh, and, and all that kind of apps, Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp, all of it going down for yeah. a good was, few hours. That was big, wasn't it? I mean, and who'd have thought, and I, you, know, you never get to the bottom of why it went down, but it just shows, isn't it? That when you, if you're going to start, if you're going to rely on those those apps for your business and uh, you know F, uh, facebook instagram whatsapp message all this stuff that goes with it if you're going to allow those apps to run your business and all of a sudden they all go down it's basically like your pc going down um you have got a bit of an issue so you need you you can't rely it just shows you doesn't it that we were talking about we've, we've talked about this many times don't rely on social media channels to be your source of business i, I think the networks yeah. from from the lead generation point of view yeah that works from the nurturing point of view and yeah. that works from the actual fulfillment because, i mean how many people are fulfilling their their services through a facebook group and and stuff like that and do you know what this isn't the first time that facebook no no it's, not. Know, it's, it's been quite quite a few times i would i would actually say if you if you went back if you thought about it over the past kind of year there's been several times where it's gone down for a good number of hours yeah yeah. And during that time, and I mean, look, you'll get away with it. Of course you will. You know, if, you're, if you've got a Facebook group that you charge people for and, you know, a few hours here and there, you know, you, you miss out on, you, you'll get away with it until people are just like, look, this keeps happening. Or, yeah, I think know, that's, the, that's the thing, isn't it? If it's a one-off, great, okay. Um, it's, it's, not too much of an, it's not too much of an issue unless you're working on something at that particular point. But when it becomes bit more of a regular regular thing like it's i won't say it's becoming regular it's not but it's sort of it's getting it's it's getting to stage where you think hmm, is that the best place to host a group on now or should i actually look at taking all that away somewhere and and and, and putting it somewhere else the problem is that doing that is a bit of a ball ache i think isn't it i i'd imagine actually getting everything and transporting transporting it once you've got a group set up from Facebook to a different platform, it's going to be difficult because there's so much stuff to, to bring across. And I don't That's know if it's it, possible yeah. even. 
I mean, you're, you're going to lose members, aren't you? You know, I would have thought, yeah. and especially if I mean, look, if they if they are paying members, yeah, that that's going to be tough then, you know, yeah. to to get them to move somewhere else and stuff like that. But here's the thing: I mean, if you just say, for instance, you you were running some sort of program, or you know, you, you had a Facebook group where you went live every so often. And that time when you're meant to go live or you're meant to deliver the third part in a series of a program or something like that. Yeah. And all of a sudden Facebook isn't working. Well, look, it's out of your control. Absolutely. Right? You can't do that. And then all of a sudden then you've got, a, you know, you've got to pick up the pieces and, you know, you may have some loyal supporters that go, okay, we, we know it wasn't your fault, but you've actually broke the contract in what they've signed up to. Right. You know, exactly. you haven't yeah. delivered what you said you were going to deliver. Yeah. You've now got to find another date to, to do it, or you've got to put a recording or something like that. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, it just it just throws a bit of doubt on the professionalism for what you're delivering. And I think this, and unfortunately, this is a lesson for us as well, isn't it? Because we we said we, we I think we said on the, I can't remember when we said this on one of the trainings we did this week that we've had a few problems with uh, YouTube and Zoom with their different rules yeah. changing all the time, and we need to think about an alternative uh, of, of doing this, for example that we can control and that's the that's the, that's another issue so we use yeah at the moment we use it as do thousands or millions of other people we use zoom for 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 communicating this way yeah great but zoom have changed their rules once already um uh, recently and who knows if they're going to start changing their rules and and yeah exactly who knows what they're going to do and the same with uh, with with youtube so always be aware that these things are beyond your control and you're at their whim. And so you yeah. need to, you need to at least have an alternative. And uh, that's, that's okay. I guess that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. I mean, look, let's, let's go on to that then. I mean, that just, it, it proves a great point. This is what we did in Momentum Builder. So we, we've got this program called Momentum Builder. We, we do a, a live group coaching session, you know, a training session each month. And, and this morning was the first one that we kicked off on on this new momentum yeah, builder yeah. program. Yeah. And we we made a decision, you know, a few months back when we were setting up strategy and conversions that we just said, look, we're going all in to make an awesome platform that any client comes in. We've got everything in one place and yeah. everything they would need. So the, the um, support, they can message it through. The training is there. A community, like a Facebook group, that kind of thing, it's all there. On-demand training, yep. And then we looked at, okay, look, if we did live training, you know, we want it to be within that, that one place. And it's great. So we set it all up and we did it through Zoom. Zoom just decided that we need to pay for that webinar system, you know, if we want to be able to embed our, our live Zoom that we're doing, you know, into our website. Okay, thanks, Zoom. But Zoom allow you to stream through YouTube. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, look, we'll stream through YouTube and we'll put it in there. YouTube all of a sudden then, Look, you have to be a creator, which means you need all this kind of all these watch hours and all these subscribers and stuff like that before you can actually then live stream somewhere else. Yeah. And it's like, thanks YouTube, you know. Yeah. So now, yeah. you know, we're looking at another another platform that you know we can have more control over, that we can choose where we we embed it and stuff like that. I mean, look, it hasn't broke anything for our delivery because people can still we, we patch it through youtube so people still get to watch it live and everything like that there's just no issue it's just that it just means there's one more button for our clients to press which we didn't yeah, want to be there you know yeah um but the but the thing yeah the, the thing that we spoke about this morning is, is all about being able to adapt mm. and being able to overcome you know when when you keep getting knockbacks like that 
where you you know we got to a stage where we set everything up and everything's perfect and then all of a sudden it's not and we're like god we do the same thing again mm. and then the same thing happens and we're just like you know it, it, a lot of people just throw the towel in at that point yeah they can they can do and um and I think, yeah, go, going back to one point you made about the, the user's got to have an extra clip. It's all about the user experience. That's what we're we're always very, very keen on is making it as, as a good experience for the user as possible. And that's that's why, you know, for some people, it may be no big deal clicking an extra button. But for us, it is because it's, yeah, it's not what we would want to do if we were users. Um, and, um, and I think also you know, going back is that we have to find, we have to find a way that's going to be, um there's going to be there's going to be better for them um, it's going to remove that extra click you know exactly. that's well it you know it's just a yeah just it's a nice slick way of doing stuff yeah. and, uh, and i think that that's what it is and it's, <clears> i mean this there's probably a bit of ego to it where we're just like you know what we we want the best system you know we want the system that is is awesome you know so we, we look at different options and i mean that we we go as far as we can with it i mean last week we introduced the app to our yeah. clients yeah, yeah. you know so now they can just click a button you know on the app and everything is in there you know yeah. so so even though it is an extra click to watch the the live video it's still within the app you know they still yeah, go into exactly. the app and, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. that is that easy for them to do it but that whole point there it's like yeah look we we keep looking at, at innovating we keep looking at how we can improve things you know and then obviously if a, if a problem comes up we look at how we can adapt and, and overcome yeah, it yeah. and i think that brings us on to the offering the offering that, that yep. we're going to talk about this week because the, the offering is something i think where people start to throw in the towel yeah when yeah, things aren't, aren't going right yeah and it's like it's like you said if you going back to the point you made you know that the, if when video goes down a lot of people could just say oh this isn't working and just as you say throw the toys out the pram but what you need to do is think about alternatives to that and then with the with the, the whole offering thing is that if you have some people you you you're you're not positioning the, the the offer right and we can talk about that but the actual offering itself is that could be a, a deal breaker for some people because they just think oh i can't you know i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how to make this up and that could be a point but it seems like a huge brick wall that they can't seem to um they can't seem to get past um, without actually sitting down and thinking about right, what do I need to do to create this to be a re- yeah to be a really good offering, whether it's a product, service, whatever, and um, that package thing. What do I need to do? What are the steps I need to t- take to start making this better than what's out there, or what gives more value than what's out there now? I think Tom, <laughs> there's something there, kind of like reading between the lines that I think is perfect to look at with how most people operate with that offering is that what we're going to talk about in in this episode is the kind of foundations that you need to get right to to build on top of. I feel like what happens is is people miss those foundations and and they go with something and then they try to patch up what they think isn't quite working. Yeah. And and they they just continuously then patch up. I'm I'm trying to think of of an example to use, but I guess it is a bit like if you've got an old car and it's like the engine isn't quite working. You replace something and then someone else goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you're always kind of chasing it then to, to see where the, the next issue is or, or what isn't quite working. Whereas if you just kind of had a new engine altogether, it's fine. It works, you know. It, it's like that. that's the whole kind of thing with the offering is it all starts off with, I, I, I call it your pop. 
I, I call it, I call you yeah, because yeah. there's three parts to it, which is your positioning, your offering, and your process. Right. Yeah. And it's free, it's these three three things together that kind of build up then what it is that you offer people, you know. And we'll we'll go straight in with the positioning. And this set of positioning is is where we look at where we fit within the market. Yeah. So if you take any industry, any kind of market out there, there's a lot of competition. Yeah. And there should be. Yeah, and there should be. If there isn't, <clears throat> you know, there's signs for concern there. You know, it's yeah, you're you're either you're really new into the market, you know, or you've created that own market, your own market, or there isn't a market there and you're just yeah. going to be going around in circles for quite some time. But there's going to be competition. If we look at, you know, we, we've done, we've done stuff on, um, on a webinar and stuff like that. We, you know, I, I guess a bit, bit of a shout out to, to um, say as well. I mean, last Saturday we did um, Saturday school for the internet business school. We, we went into um, basically present to their, their audience yeah. You know, we ran through through a load of bits and pieces through just marketing and, you know, ways to do things, you know, a lot easier, you know, maybe improving different areas and stuff like that. And one of those was to work on your offer. Yeah. And we said about a crowd, crowded marketplace and we showed a picture of, of a Rolex at like 12,000 £12, pounds mm. and then a picture of a Casio at 40,000 pounds. Yeah. 40. And it's like... The 40 quid, sorry, 40,000 <laughs> for a Casio. That's going to be that's a, a Casio. That's a great Casio, you yeah. know. But yeah, so so 40 pounds for the Casio, 12,000 pounds for the Rolex. But the thing is, is that you could go to like a, a shopping mall and both of these watches are for sale. Yeah. You know, they're, they're there. People can buy them. And the, the reason that they're there is because people do. Yeah. Some people yeah. go for the 40 pound Casio. Some people go for the, the 12,000 pound Rolex. And there's loads in between. There's, yeah, yeah. there's even you know watches after the Rolex that, yeah. that you can buy and stuff like that. And it's the same with different car manufacturers. There's the likes of perfumes and, and fragrances. You go into to the supermarket, how much choice is there? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's so much there. And what you'll find is that is that it, you know, talking about the perfumes, is you've got the positioning, as you said, the positioning, isn't it? You've got high-end stuff and you've got low-end stuff. They're all for different markets. They're all they're all in that market, but the positioning is that. This is for, I don't know, for people on the go, whatever. And this is for the real luxury stuff. And and depending on where you want to go, that's the same with the with the Casio and the uh, Casio is functional, everyday, everyday use, you know, whatever. Um, easy to easy, easy to use, and not too bad if you lose it as well. Whereas the Rolex, God, you'd be heartbroken if you lost it. So it's, you know, you probably only wear that on special occasions. Well, I don't know, maybe not. I've never had a Rolex in my life, but um, uh, yeah, it's just it, it, that, and that comes back to your point about the positioning. There, there's lots of these different things around, all in the same market, but they have each each product, even within a. So going back to cars is a classic one. So even within your Mercedes or your um, Seat, for example, or your, uh, I don't know, Bentley, whatever, if you want to go on that one, you have different products within that that have its own positioning as well. So they've gone really sophisticated. They've dived down. So you want somebody who wants a small little, um, small, small Mercedes to do what they're going to. So they've got the A series or the B series. Someone who wants a really, the, the, the big stuff, it's the, the, the whole AMG, what is the, the, the I can't remember the, the, also, um, the G-Wagon and all the, sorts yeah, of, all know, crazy kind of amounts stuff, of money. Know, all but, for yeah. different sectors within that within that market, even within that product. 
Yeah. So it's really, yeah, they've really diversified. I think you know, there's, there's a great, I guess, you know, a bit of a plug for a previous podcast that we did. And we talked about, about niching and how people say, look, you just need to concentrate on one niche and, and that's it. And, and we say, look, but your niche can be your, your overhaul of whatever industry you're in. So like Mercedes, for example, look, they make cars, yeah. you know, they, they make vehicles, but actually they cater to lots of different customers. Yeah. You know? And that's, yeah. that's a great thing to bring on with look, your positioning is that whatever product or, or service it is that you are offering, it fits in the marketplace where there is a particular type of buyer. And yeah. this is where you kind of get onto, you get onto the avatar. And I know there's been a few times that we've discussed this and, you know, we, we've kind of gone back and forth with not, not kind of disagreements, but we, we've kind of got different views on, on different bits and pieces within how the avatar kind of, kind of builds up. Yeah. Because I think it's one of those topics that I think it has become one of the most diluted marketing tactics or, or, or marketing exercises. Yeah. 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 You know, that, that people go through. And, and the reason it is that they, and I, and I totally get it that, look, you have to kind of visualize the, the customer that you want and who you help and all that kind of stuff. And that helps you build out your, your product to, to then go and sell them. But by looking at go looking at it in a way where you go, look, my avatar, her, her name is Jane. She, she's 47. She watches The Walking Dead on a, a Monday night, you know, and, you know, th- there's this and there's that. And it's like, that, that's all well and good. And it, it gives you a bit of clarity over the way to market, fair enough. But that doesn't give you an option within your business to really go after marketing, to scale it, to position yourself within a certain sector and command that space, you know, and build that authority in there. And that's that to me is why I don't like the normal yeah. kind of customer avatar exercise that gets put out there. Yeah, I think and <clears throat> the danger is, isn't it, that um, and I think you've you've mentioned this before, is the danger is that you start marketing, you, you start creating that avatar thinking about um, your business and who that business will appeal to. <clears throat> and you, you, you go to cinema, don't you? For example, cinema, popcorn. Popcorn isn't sold to a Jane who's 46 and watches this or watches that. Popcorn sold to everybody who goes to a cinema. It's a very, very, very wide market. Um, yeah, as you say, Mercedes. Mercedes is a luxury brand. But within that luxury brand, it has much smaller products that are then probably do have a bit more of an avatar but the 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 product of, of the or the business of mercedes you can't create an avatar for that and i know you the comment that the um comment the um example you use a lot of starbucks is a different yeah. coffee you know i mean i think um, i think that's a, a great one there you know to to kind of look at and i think if you look at i, I guess a bit a bit of like fast food restaurants and, and that kind of stuff anyway but the, the one with kind of starbucks is that if you went into Starbucks and you, and you looked around or you surveyed everyone for what they were drinking, hardly anyone's drinking the same. Yeah. But no. they're all drinking Starbucks. They're yeah, all in Starbucks. They're all, they've Starbucks. all got some kind of drink. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. The, the niche is already there with, with the drink. You know, yeah. And I know they, they do food and cakes and stuff like that, but the, the drink is their core product. And that's yeah, what yeah. We're, we're kind of talking about. It's like the core product. And that there is, yeah, so they've got the drink. Now, if you go in, I mean, you've got however many different kinds of milk and, 
you know, B-calf and half-calf and, you know, <laughs> extra shots, all this kind of stuff, right? And it's like, yeah, there's so much variety there. It's going to be difficult for for two people to have the exact same texture. I mean, I'm I'm playing, I just drink black coffee, right? So there's it's quite easy to have someone that drinks the thing, yeah, right? Yeah. But then there's so many different variations that, you know, there's going to be a lot of different people in there drinking that. So how do someone like Starbucks, how do they market to that one person that drinks black coffee like, that they don't? Exactly. Yeah, yeah they, they can position they, themselves they, in the market that they say, look, we provide coffee, you know, whether you like Starbucks or, or you don't, I do, I think it's all right, you know, and it's like you, you basically command yourself within that way. You, you do have some competition. Sometimes they're next door to each other. Or yeah, exactly. You know, that's right. But they stand there and, and you can get this in a bit of kind of brand, you know, so it is a bit of a kind of brand building, but the whole point of your pop is that it's a section off of your brand. Yeah. Which is between your branding, your marketing, which is that real pop that makes people want to buy. So you have your positioning. So quite rightly, like Mercedes, you know, if you've got someone who they want the Mercedes because they they want that kind of class, they want that reliability, they want, you know, that kind of thing, but they don't want a big car. So they just want the little car, right? So that's fine. So what they do is they've, they've built this car for that person, you know? So the way how now they position themselves in the market is, yeah, look, we are competing with, the likes of maybe say a Corsa or like you said, like a Sierra or something like that. But we're saying, you know, we're giving you a, a little bit more. We're giving you the reliability yeah, we're the engineer, right. and we're giving you this kind of stuff. So they're putting that foothold within the market that they can charge a bit more because people know they, they have that brand and everything like that coming, coming along with it. But they also have a, a great option there that they can have what they want. You know, yeah. they don't have to go anywhere else. It's, it's right there. It's that place. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at positioning is that, okay where is it that you fit within your market with this new product that so understand product, where does your product. business fit within the market yeah. saying where does this new product fit that product yeah and that's important isn't it you're honing you're, you're, you're <clears throat> honing down onto that product um and uh, yeah so you're deciding okay this is a product that that is uh, that is fit for this particular market and and uh you know, it, it, you, as I say, you, you don't want to niche too deep even on that necessarily, but you just want to get to the stage where you know that your market is for maybe low budget or something, for example. So low budget Casio. This is for people who just want a, a quick watch. They can just they can buy. They're not too worried about it. It tells the time. It's perfectly reliable. Um, it hasn't got all the bells and whistles, although some of the Casios have. Yeah. But it's just it's just if it's functional. Looks okay, whereas the Rolex is, you know, really sort of uh, aesthetically pleasing. This is just functional, does the job. It's a watch. End of story. And that's the market you're aiming for. The people who aren't interested in having a, in having a, 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 you know, having that kind of that class or that Rolex on there, advertising their wealth, just somebody can buy a Casio. And the great thing there as well is, look, there isn't an age restriction on that. No, there's no the same as with, with the Rolex as well, is that you might see, you know, the, the young kind of say celebrities or, or people in entertainment and stuff like that, you know, with, with a Rolex. But then you, you may see someone in their 60s who has a Rolex, right? Yeah. And, they, exactly. and they, they like it for similar reasons, but they also like it for different reasons. Yeah. But it's still the same kind of product, right? It's still a watch. Still still that thing. Like you said, then the, the whole thing with, with the Casio is that look, they're them positioning themselves as an everyday watch exactly yeah rolex is you know positioning themselves as luxury 
Yeah. They're, they're letting the consumer choose what they want. Yeah. They're, they're not they're not going they're not going out there saying you need to buy this watch because we're better than Casio. Yeah. You know, right. Casio are not going out there saying you need to buy this watch because we're cheaper than Rolex. You know, and the same thing is, is that you know Casio isn't going out there and saying, hey, 37 year old Emily. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know right. we've got a watch for it's you because we yeah, know. They just just did. They just distinct the distinction of the two is the fact that one is a luxury item, one is the everyday, yeah. easy, and easy item. I guess what what I'm looking at with the whole kind of avatar exercise that usually gets gets talked about is it goes into every kind of detail. Mm. When it doesn't, it just needs one or two parts because, like we we just said with with watches, you know, we're not necessarily looking at ages and, and stuff like that, right? But if we look at a different kind of industry and we look at say look at a mortgage advisor just say that they are looking that there's a, a scheme going on to help first-time buyers hmm. well first-time buyers are probably going to be you know under the age of 35 you know, yeah. so, so they can go after that whereas if it was say equity release they're probably looking at people maybe 55 onwards yeah. or something like yeah. that you know so that their marketing that they look to put out there their offer and stuff like that would be aimed more at those people Mm. Right, but well, they still do mortgages. This is the point, isn't it? They yeah, still it. do. You know, they they they'll still be able to adapt. Their marketing will say, um, "This is this is equity release," and they'll be slightly different, slightly maybe differently worded, and the and the products they sell, um, which they'll be slightly different for those equity release people as opposed to those. But the the process, the the, the kind of the business processes they're going to go through, will be the same. But it's the positioning and the offering, the different offering to those different different people. Um, yeah, that's you know, mortgage is a good example for those different things. Yes, and there's so many like different examples that we can give within, you know, di- different kind of industries. And you've probably got like say, like a fitness trainer, for for example. You know, they they may be looking at dealing with different people in different ways. You know, so it could be a case of if they had a program that they were looking to fill during the daytime they may look at a, a, an older clientele because they may think that that person has more time you know more, they're more they have more flexibility in their time to be able to come in the afternoon whereas maybe someone who's younger is working you know so they don't get to fill that slot so sometimes it, it can be smart to look at different ways within there however you know you don't have to just fit in there to deal yeah. with you know people of a certain age if you're yeah. a fitness trainer, you know, is, is that that doesn't have to happen. But all we're looking at here is that your positioning is that where is it that you want to fit within the market? You know, do you want to be, and it, we're, we're using, we're using UK places here, you know, so anyone around the world, you have to kind of look at it from your places that we have, we have the pound shop, we have pound land, right? You have your supermarkets then like Tesco's and Sainsbury's and you have your Waitrose and your Marks and Spencer's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They all they all offer food, but they take a different stance in in where yeah. they offer it from. Yeah, that's right. So the Poundland and everything are thrift stores in the US, aren't they? I think. Thrift stores, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And and we have we even have charity shops here. What we we call yeah. charity shop. So yeah, there's different you know different levels of different budgets. Well, it's not even different budgets. It's people's interest. So I know people who go to. We got a couple of charity shops up the road from from us, and one of them um is is always packed with people who are i think quite well off but their value is that they want to recycle stuff 
Mm-hmm. They don't want to necessarily buy new. So it's all then, then you, if you're thinking about <clears throat> a kind of a niche thing, the, the niche then is on the values, not about the person themselves, it's the values they have. So, um, yeah, you could be, and then as you said, with the different, um, with the different supermarkets, they all sell food. There's no difference, really. Um, some people have got slightly different products um, because they've got more um, luxury type products than maybe another supermarket. But they still sustain you. They're still food. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, all of them are doing well. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's oh, yeah, thing. absolutely. But, but here's the thing: is as well, right? For for a consumer, right? Now, look, I, I don't know about yourself, but what I'm talking about me here, and I actually feel quite confident in saying this: that probably a lot of the consumers have been to all of those shops. Yeah. So they, you know, the, the ones who shop at Sainsbury's, yeah, they've also been to to Waitrose and Marks Spencer's. They've also been to the pound shop or to the charity shop and stuff like yeah. that as well. You know, you're not necessarily to buy food from, from the charity shop, but quite rightly, like you said, is that sometimes there's values in there where, you know, some people may want to buy local, you know, some people may want to do that kind of recycling side, like you said, some people may have a, a sort of value to stick with the, the kind of green. Loyalty, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, green, and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, the, there's so many different things in there, mm-hmm. right, that, we've already been through a lot and then we haven't even got into things like beliefs and you know um so surroundings like different influence and stuff like that as well so so all of a sudden all these different things that if we went through a general avatar exercise and we start looking at all of these well we're niching down we're niching down we're niching down yeah so yeah that we've got this one person named jane or named emily right maybe they are actually the the one client that we can get you know in, in that avatar it's just like that's how much they they niche it down usually is that it comes down to that that one kind of person that you won't find another one where if we kind of back up and we say look this is what we have to offer you know we're here if you need us and then we can market a certain way where we can gain their attention and bring them in but we're taking that stand for where we are within the market you know and it's like that there is the first part of the pop is to work out exactly where you fit within your market so it's not about we serve this customer because X, Y, Z. It's like, look, this is who, you know, this is is where we are within our market. Yeah. These are the kind of areas that we can influence a decision in. You know, these people will buy from us because, and then that gives you your positioning. Yeah, that's right. And then we move on then to your offering. So your offering, if you look at a, a product, we, I was going to say a product and a service, but, I think if anyone has a service, we look to productize it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that that kind of product then, we call it an offering because what you're looking to do is offer that product to someone in exchange, in return for a financial or something of value. Mm. Right? So what we look to do there is that offering is we're offering them the opportunity, the chance, you know, what, whatever it is that, that we want to position it as, we're giving that to them they have the option then if they want to, if that's of value to them, they can exchange their money for it to receive the outcome, the solution, whatever it is that we're providing. And that's why when we look at the offering, we really need to drill down on what that offering is. What is that transformation that that offering has? Now, if you have, just say like a a low ticket item, you know, you have something of high volume and and stuff like that. This doesn't necessarily fit into what we're talking about here. Because you, you're probably just going to look to to kind of sell it and, and move on to the next thing anyway. You know, you're not looking at 
creating this one offering as potentially a separate business in mm. its own right. You know, so I mean, any kind of offering that you want to create needs to be that business within its own right, meaning that it can sustain itself. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't so, need to just be a one part. Of the business. No, that's right. <clears throat> I mean, if you're if you so going back to the offering thing, you could be yeah. You're if you're dealing with low cost products, for example, low low high turnaround, low cost products. Um, your offering may be a series, you know, a, 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 the a series of these products or, or a kind of um, a bundle of these products, for example, um, to make into a bigger thing. But yeah, we're looking at, like you said, it's more of a, it's not one individual unit that it says, you're not selling just whistles, for example. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, I think there's, there's probably been a, I guess we were going to put a financial figure on it. I think we would probably look at something that was, over 500 pound you know as a you know as, as someone purchasing that the, the offering is is over 500 pound you know closer to say a thousand dollars you know for for the u.s market and stuff like that so i think that's that's the kind of minimum that we kind of want to look at and obviously we've mentioned about things like uh, mercedes b-class and stuff like that which is probably about fifty thousand pound and mm. you know we could talk about yachts that cost a million it's the yeah. same kind of process here that we want to run from but if it is just a a small kind of thing and it isn't your core offering and and if at the minute you're going okay this is what i offer and it's only this unless you can really sell high volume mm. you need to look at something different yeah yeah to support so that, that right because yeah. you, you don't really have the business there if it's just no, that's right. Yeah, this, this has got to be something that can create a business with. Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, going back to um, going back to the Poundland or the the, the thrift stores, um, that that's why they sell a range of products. Is because yeah. the 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 business line, if you like, is the fact that they sell all these different range of products. So yeah, this has got to be something that you can think of or can create that will can be a separate business income on its own and stand alone that's the whole point exactly and that's why within the offering we say about you know it it being that kind of figure and it's worth that kind of figure it's worth that i was going to say premium i'm not necessarily saying that 500 pounds of premium but we're moving away from the the throwaway disposable kind of purchase and stuff like that we are looking at there's some consideration there that someone has to buy but the reason that they're looking to buy is it delivers an outcome yeah yeah, you know, the outcome can be tiny. You know, the outcome can be massive. You know, but it's always something of value to the person buying. It always moves the person buying from point A to point B. You know, potentially even point C. But the whole point here is that it moves them from the problem that they're having, yeah, to a solution. To a solution, yeah, that they could that, that clears their problem. That's right. And that if you have a if you that's the kind of the customer journey as as people call it and. That's essential to have the offer. What does it do? How does it help? Um, and the, the the line is often it moves people from here, a point A, where they're for you know emotional discomfort or whatever is going on, to point B, where all of a sudden their life becomes easier. Um, um, yeah, just becomes just becomes easier to manage. I mean, yeah, let's look at um, you could look at for example. Um, yeah, I'm just taking. I'm just taking a white product, for example. Let's look at a microwave. A microwave. What does it do? Well, a microwave helps you to warm up or create your food quickly and easily, faster than a, than in a cooker. Maybe not as 
as tasty, it doesn't matter. But the whole idea that this particular solution is quickly warm, prepare a meal. So from cold or from frozen to hot meal within a certain time frame, you know, five minutes, maybe ten minutes, whatever. It's a simple, it's a simple thing, it's quick and easy. It doesn't change their lives. This is not the point. It just makes it an e- it's easy. So this particular from A to B isn't life changing. It's that it takes the hassle away. That when you come when you come back after a hard day, you haven't got to think, oh god, I've got to start cooking something now. Oh yeah, put it in the microwave. Done. That's amazing. You you mentioned some a couple of things in there that we'll come on to in just a minute. But yeah. like like you said as well is that, that it doesn't have to be life changing. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's sometimes what a lot of people do with their offering is that. You know, it needs to be it needs to be seen as like the, the next big thing. And, you know, it's massive and it's going to change your life and stuff like that. You know, some people just want, you know, a, a quick solution. If, if yeah, it's raining, exactly. you yeah. know, they want an umbrella. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that simple. And they only want it for a short period of time, yeah. you know, because they're, then they're back inside. You know, it's, it's not anything that is it doesn't always have to be something life changing or, or, or something, you know, massive that, that they need. It can be something that just solves a, a small problem. And, you know, an umbrella is, you know, hardly anything to buy, right? And that's because it just protects them from, from the rain and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean that just because your offering solves a small product that it doesn't command a premium. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's people out there that spend a lot of money for, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, just so that they can that they can get from, from that kind of change, that point A to point B, you know, w- without any kind of, of issues and stuff like that. Um, I can't figure the word I'm looking for, but we'll, we'll get to it. Um, but it's just of, of ease to them, of, of convenience to them. Convenience, yeah, to, yeah. It's just to be able to do it, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing there. And then w- once we know the, the problem and the solution, we get to look at the before and the after. Yeah. So we get to look at, okay, look, where, where are you right now? Yeah. So where are you going to be? You know, or this is where you're going to be to how you were before. So once we have that, we... That kind of customer journey, like you said, we, we get to understand that this is the outcome. You know, so once we have the outcome, then we can look at, well, how much do we charge for this outcome? Yeah, exactly. You know, how much would people pay for it for this outcome? And you know, it's again, it comes down to your positioning within the market. You know, so the client types that you're going after, you know, are you in a premium market? So we, we said about, for instance, um, say, say like a, a mortgage advisor. You know, they, they do mortgages. They they just deal, you know, they, they deal with all kinds of mortgages and stuff like that. But maybe they are going on a, a drive for offering a particular product that helps people get mortgages on million pound homes or, you know, X amount of million pound homes and stuff like that. Well, they can charge a premium for that price. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Because they know that people have that money to be able to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if they tried to charge that premium for people who are just starting out, and it's, you know, a good percentage of the value of a house where they're never going to get any business because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, and you know, again, that positioning means that you know, going back to the, uh, going back to the Rolex and the Casio, even um, the, Ro- the, the, the Rolex, all the Rolex are selling, you know, it's a, it's a watch Casio. It, there's loads of other watches around. What Rolex are really selling is the prestige. It comes up. You go from, you go from not having something on your wrist that's particularly glamorous or something to actually having a prestige item on your wrist, something that people will go, wow, is that Rolex? That's, that's all they're selling. 
not life changing. It's just that kind of oh, I've got you know, I've got a grossy, you know, I've got a watch here, and I want to have something that really shows, really shows the prestige that I want to feel. Bang! Here's the here's the Rolex that does that, and um, and that's just as you you're again coming back to all the trainings. I know that I, I keep talking about. I keep talking a, a lot of this. What you're doing is you're solving an emotional issue. So, for example, is on the microwave, somebody comes home, they're fed up and tired, and they just think, oh, you know, I cannot be bothered to, to, to cook myself something in the oven that's going to take two hours or whatever and make it up from, from scratch or even make up from the ingredients. Here they have a microwave, a microwave, the microwave meal that you can put into the microwave, you can get within, uh, say, five minutes. It's the the, what they're coming from is being feeling hung, that emotion of feeling hungry and really just fed up with everything and just want something really quick and easy solution to actually having something on a plate. They go, they are oh, great. Here we go. And it's lifting them from one emotion to another. Um, the Rolex is again, the prestige. It's the emotion of feeling good. That's a, you know, that there's a huge area to sell just in getting people to feel good. And that kind of, it seems a bit, uh it seems a bit sort of nefarious that thing you know there's not any substance to it but there is a huge amount of substance because yeah. it's how people feel and that's the whole point you get that a lot though you, you see people where they go shopping and it's like they, they they go shopping they buy loads of clothes and stuff like that and it's it's a good feeling to buy stuff yeah yeah <laughs> you know, that, yeah yeah stuff. But you mentioned the microwave i think that that's great timing there you know to to kind of look at within your offering okay look you, you have the problem the solution you have then the price point for what you're looking to charge, you know, and there's lots of different reasons that we should go with a certain price point, you know, and we, we did lots of training in, in our momentum builder this morning, because we're looking at, okay, that you need to know how much it costs you to fulfill and yeah, yeah. You know, all, all, all the kind of costs involved and stuff like that. And to, to be honest, I mean, we did, um, we did a big strategy session last week, you know, with, with a guy called Nathan, uh, a video company and stuff like that we'll go through where he has an, an offer a, a new offering which is really good you yeah. know on on the pit on paper it looked really good yeah, yeah. you know it looked like a, a cracking bargain for the client and then when we actually broke it down to okay like how much are you charging you know and then what are the costs involved it didn't look as appealing to him then no as, as what it did you know an hour before yeah. And it's like, okay, we were able to look at it. We were able to tweak it into an offering that made sense all the way around Yeah, for him, for the client, you know, and he, he's got that service back and everything like that. But the point there is that you need to know what price you're charging, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. there's lots, there's lots of stuff in there. And even if you're charging a premium and it's, it's X amount of money, you need to know why you're charging that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not just a case of saying, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to put myself in, in with Rolex now and I'm going to charge, you know, uh, I'm going to put a watch out for 15 K when all you've done really is just take, you know, the Casio watch or something like that and you put a different logo on it. It's yeah. like, you know, you're going to get found out at some point. Not gonna work. You know, right. it's, it's not going to be sustainable. We come back to that whole thing of, look, it needs to be sustainable so that you can either maintain, you know, you can look at scale, you know, but you can look at where that growth is whenever you want it yeah. because you, yeah. you have that product offer in there. So yeah. once we have, have that then, right, so, so problem solution, we, we have the pricing. We look at then looking at what benefits there are. So you mentioned with, with the microwave, there's a big thing between features and benefits. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so the features there are just like, yeah, you know, it's, you can program it, 
you know, it's, it's going to turn off when, when it's finished cooking and stuff like that. It's going to beep to let you know. But the benefits are, quite right, rightly, like you said, is that you get home, you can't be bothered to cook or anything like that. Mm. It's just there is it's ease. It's going to, you know, the benefits are is that you can have a hot meal within yeah. three minutes. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of thing. The, the benefits there are, you know, it's it, it's a small appliance within your place that doesn't cost yeah, as much. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't cooking. take up much space. Um, ben- again, other benefits um, you can say is that, you know, because it's got a timer that pings at you, can, you can go and just make a phone call or something. And don't have to wash it and it'll ping when it's ready um yeah there's it's it's all those kind of which i know are benefits that every other every other uh microwave has but some of the but but there's still a market for them there's still a market for the really cheap easy uh microwave because it's lower cost lower budget doesn't have all the bells and whistles but it still does what you want as opposed to the big microwaves that you can pay a lot of money for that have all these kind of different features and you can you can even roast your yeah roast something that's your know, things in there as well and they've got grills and all sorts you use but your phone a lot of people don't it. want that they don't want it yeah um but, so it depends funny story there as well. i mean i've got I've, I've got a coffee machine all right that one of the benefits is that it connects to your phone right <laughs> And it's like it that's that's great. They give me a nap and everything like that. But all it, it tells me is that how much coffee I'm drinking. I know I drink too much. <laughs> you know, that that's all it tells me. It doesn't make the coffee for me. You know, yeah. it doesn't do anything. All it tells me is that you had X amount of coffees today and you probably need to discover the machine. But you know? there are people that will love that feature. Yeah. There are people that will love it. Oh, it's got an app. I can do that on the app. I yeah. know people who can set their I can through an app can set their ovens from Exactly. Yeah. By fifty miles away to, to but, cook something, you think, okay, yeah. You know, there, there is stuff. Like, I mean, even in the the kind of uh, the plumbing world and stuff, and you know, you can you can set then to for your bath to run, you know, at a certain temperature before you're even home, and it'll, it'll stop off at a certain level and stuff. I mean, this technology it is insane. You yeah, know? But, but that whole thing. I mean, yeah. Do you know what? What I want on the app is I want to press. That I want a coffee in ten minutes time when we finish the the podcast you know? <laughs> yeah and I, I can i can walk to the kitchen and it's there you one know, day that doesn't happen well, but anyway the, the reason i'm saying is that there, there's all kinds of benefits that quite rightly like you said are going to appeal to some people and yeah, that's yeah. the position in the, the market and stuff like that where where it's going to really tick those boxes i like it because there's certain types of coffee in there that you know are really good quality and it's like yeah, it's, it's cool that to me is a, a bigger benefit than you know the app but for some people the app will be you know the, the way forward but the point here is that you get to look at you know the, the kind of benefits right so we looked at, at the problem solution and stuff like that we, we look at the price we look at then the benefits that then what happens is it gets to sum up what the customer gets mm. right so we look Close at where that. we fit in with market and then we look at what the customer gets from that mm. and then that's what so we have sens- to look at so that- essential for your marketing isn't it mm. because that's the, that's the point the customer wants Again, we we covered this, didn't we, on the on the training this morning? We've done it before as well. The customer wants something that adds value to them, okay, um, and um, that's all they're interested in. What's it? We kind of like what's in it for me. Um, they don't care really to a lot of. Well, certainly, if they have bought from you, bought from you the first time, they're not really they don't really know you that well. They won't have built the trust. They don't really care about you. But what it does for them. And the benefits of that thing, it says, yeah, we've got this, 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 this. And if you give a string of benefits and somebody can look at that and say, wow, 
That's good. Oh, I like that. I like that. Wow. Yeah. Great. That's that. That's something I'm really interested in because it becomes a tick box in their in their mind. And and again, coming back to benefits, is that you each tick is a mental nod in that buyer's head or that pro, or that prospect's head. Does it do this? Yes, it does. Does it do that? Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Can I control it from my app? Yeah. Yes, I can. Yeah. Whoa, that's a benefit to me. <laughs> you know that kind of thing, and they think, wow, that's brilliant. Exactly. And it's like once you have those two parts sorted, so you, you have your positioning, you have your offering, look at the process. Yeah. And the process is in two parts, really. You know, so what we need to look at is how do we fulfill something? You know, so so how how is it that we take that customer from point A to point B, mm. you know, or point C or whatever it is? How do we get that person from their problem to the solution? Yeah. Because it could be something as easy as here's the microwave. Right, you just put your food in and everything like that. But just say it's a coaching program, you know, and now we're looking at, at getting someone from, you know, that they're at a stage where they can't do something or they need to overcome some sort of issue yeah. and they want to, they want this kind of outcome. Well, okay, look, what are the steps in between? So what are the kind of three steps or four steps that help them move from where they are now to where yeah. they want to be? We want to look at that process because we want to be crystal clear that for one, we know how to help them. But for two, we can then explain how to, how we help them to them. And three, we can market how we help them. Yeah. Because once we we know the process, I mean, we don't want to give all our secrets away. We don't want to go out there and say, okay, look, this is what we do. We we start off with this and then we do that and, and all this kind of stuff. Because you do want to have a, a bit of, not secrecy, but you want to have something for why people are coming to you, right? So sometimes yeah, yeah. you kind of want, and the best way the, the best way to kind of look at this as well is if you do stuff in, if you do, do something that isn't of the norm you you basically productize that so you come up with a word for whatever that is you know and then that that becomes a mechanism then that no one else has um but the point here is we, we want to know the process you know for how how we fulfill that okay so once once a customer says yes here's my money and then we got the outcome look what are the steps then to get that outcome because we want to get crystal clear on that the flip side then is we want to look at how a customer comes into us. Yeah. So we want to look at, we're not talking just about marketing and, you know, putting a message out on social media or anything like that. We're talking, okay, look, do we need to speak to them? Do they need to fill out any kind of form? Do, do we have to evaluate if they're, if they're the type of customer that we want to work with? Yeah. Is there a waiting list? Is there this, like what happens? What, what is that process, you know? And it's like, I think sometimes it's quite easy for people that they can just say, look, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> as soon as someone comes to me, I'm ready. I'm going to, I'm going to serve them. You know, that that's mm-hmm. fine. But once you, if with that position, if you're in a position where, you know, you are in demand, but well, you can't start with someone straight away. You know, there's, okay. a, there's a great, great example. There's, yeah. um, I don't know if you ever read, read a book. I can't think what the, the name of the book is. And I think it might be unstoppable or something like that. Uh, there's a guy called Tim Grover. And he was a bit of a, a coach to Michael Jordan, where okay. he helped him a bit with kind of mindset, but also with his play and his dieting and everything like that. But he didn't work with anyone else, just Michael Jordan. You know, and then when Michael Jordan retired, he worked with Kobe Bryant. And when Kobe Bryant retired, he went off then Dwayne Wade or LeBron James and stuff like that. And he, and he worked with those. So it's like, you know, his positioning was, I'm the best at what I do. So yeah. I work with the best. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm not going to go and try and work with everyone or anything like that. Yeah. You know, so he couldn't, even if, for instance, say a better client came along, he couldn't just say, yeah, I'll work with you. 
because he's too he's already busy working with that one person so you know what is the process is there a waiting list is it like okay look you're next on my list when i finish working on this project I'll come and work with you, the same as maybe an artist or, or something like that. You know, once they finish doing something, then they'll work with someone else. Then they else. can do something else, yeah. 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 Or, or is it just the case of, yeah, no, all you need to do is go to the website and buy. That's fine. You know, we, we get to look at then, fine. You know, that that's it. This is how we then deliver it to you. You know, that that's how you get it. If it's a, a coaching program for something like that, yeah, maybe there is that consultation that you have to do first to make sure that you're, you know, a, a great um a great kind of partnership to work together yeah a great fit i, I think that's understand that part yeah that processing is also the whole understanding of your capacity isn't it what is your capacity to fulfill and if there's a a, a time for money element involved like in coaching uh, or discovery call or that kind of thing that can be for all sorts of things for, for even for builders and stuff uh, builders are another one that's an assessment of, of work that need to carry out there's there's part in there that they need to that they need to do first which takes which takes their time or somebody's time um so how many for example how many of those can you do in a day or in a week and is it a case of you have to start thinking right i can't take any more work i was going to have to move this to the following week and or i'm going to have to move this beyond that um yeah a lot of builders that i i work with they're booked up till february they're not available. The bathroom installers, I can't install anything till February because, um, because yeah, all our time's taken out. If I get a cancellation, then great. But so their, their marketing is all around. If you want a luxury bathroom, yeah, we're the people to come to. You won't, you won't get the luxury provided anywhere else, but we're booked up till February. Put, yeah, you put your, um, start, start looking for dates in, in, you know, in, in, in March and further on. So um, you have to understand that. And then you're, the problem is if you have a long wait list, then you have to think about, right, okay, is that going to put people off? Are they going to move away? So again, on your process is if people aren't prepared to wait three months, four months for something, how can I, what can I add into my process that makes it more accessible? Or can I have someone else fulfilling? Or once you get to that that level you understand what it is exactly what it exactly is what is exactly involved in what you're delivering yeah. then you can see that right okay how can i improve that process how can i make it uh better easier but better value for the customer yeah like exactly that and even even if you do have to just have that in there that there is a three-month wait yeah. What is the process then that we still make the client feel as if we are, yeah, we still yeah, are a yeah. client? You know, how do we still move them along? You know, where they they are, they know they're next on the list after the three months, and maybe we're doing the different touch points along the way. Yeah, you know, to to keep them kind of you know um, j- j- just interacting with us before we can fulfill that. But that there, I mean, we're talking talking about Nathan with, with his his product. Yeah, yeah, um, with his product offering. And we said about price. Well, the reason that that we when when we looked at the price, there was a concern, was actually the fulfillment of the service taking quite a bit of time to do so. You know, and it took time because it's quality. Yeah. You know, he's making sure that the end product is is really good. But when you actually add up, you know, the the time that's spent, well, there was little room there to to make a decent amount of money. Yeah, that's right. You know, and then what that meant then was that. Well, actually, it wouldn't make sense to me even doing that if you can take a project on elsewhere. 
So if he's if he's committed then to doing this and a project comes in, he has to turn down the project that's worth a lot more money. Yeah. Because he's committed to this. So like I said, we 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 restructured it in a way that yeah, it, it makes sense. And he has a really good product there. And it and it's something that he can continue with and he can he can grow, he can scale. I mean, there's there's yeah. lots of options with it now that you know is it's in that kind in that position. And that's where it comes back to looking at these three areas, because we wouldn't have spotted that without looking at the process. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we've got that's the, the questions. Yeah, it, it is exactly that. So that we got when we got to the stages, okay, Nathan, what's the process? Um, and and he started off without being that sure himself. And he was talking about, yo, okay, let me think about this. So he started to put it together. So he had put the because it was a this came from an idea. So then he put the process together. And that's when we said it's 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 not going to work, um, and it's not because he couldn't do it. It's got nothing to do no. with the fact it's not going to do it. It's the fact that it wouldn't it wouldn't give him an income. And that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's not that he couldn't do it, you know, no. through his expertise or anything like that. Of course he could. It's that he was he was definitely undercharging himself. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and that there, what what would happen is that it isn't sustainable because he would need to get some income from somewhere else. Know, his passion would probably then lack in his enthusiasm, his motivation. So he wouldn't be able to get the customers anyway. No. So it's all of a sudden and you're back to, to square one or even in a worse position because you just didn't look at the process. And that's yeah. a lot of the times, you know, going back to the beginning of this podcast, I said about what you get sometimes is where they don't have a solid foundation. Things are going wrong and they're trying to put plasters over it. They're trying to just, you know, put those band-aids on to, to cover up where, where it's wrong and something else is happening. Whereas if you had this right from the beginning, you know then, okay, we have to change the price straight from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we need yeah. to do this. Otherwise, it's not going to get to that stage. And it's like just that exercise in its own right, you know, is, you know, of value to anyone. Because you may look at that and go, it's, I shouldn't do this. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I need to look at it from a different angle now and do something different. And there's, there's, no, there's no problem with that. There's no shame in that. It's actually a smart decision to look at something and say, this isn't going to make me enough money, yeah. you know, or, it, you know, we talk a lot about, especially we, we did the momentum builder session and we're, lo- we're looking at life goals and your business supporting your life goals. And it's like, well, look, if you're looking at your business going, this isn't scalable or this isn't in a, in a way where I can grow it to match my life goals, then what's the point in doing it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And that's what, like I said, most of the time when, when you see a, a product or service out there or a program or, you know, something that someone's put together and they don't sell, it's because they didn't go through the, the processes like this. Because the, the processes that, that we've just looked at, it helps us to build out a statement within our business because our positioning gets allows us to go, we help this. Yeah. Right. So wherever we are within our, our positioning, our, type, our client type, so it could be, okay, look, we help industry professionals in the finance sector right you know it could be like something like that and then we get to say they we help them get and we look at okay look our offering look where does our offering move them from point a to point b you know so we get to look at look this is what they get this is the outcome that they get then we get to look at the process so we can actually say then you know we do this without and we can say without the kind of complication or without the high price or without the, you know, whatever it is that, that someone else is missing, maybe a competitor is missing, 
you know yeah. we get to say oh, oh, what a competitor is doing what the problem is or something like that we can say without this buy and then whatever it is i said about that kind of unique mechanism so if you do something in a certain way that you know you know that no one else is doing you can put that in in a, a way where you productize it into a word you know so that method then becomes a word so all of a sudden now you're saying i help these kinds of people get these kinds of outcomes without all the hassle that they usually experience yeah. through what I have right now. Yeah. yeah. That, that there will fill you with the clarity, the confidence, the courage to then move on to the next phase to put your messaging out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's so, it's so essential because the amount of times, well, you and me, I'm sure, but yeah, we, we've both been to networking events where we've, uh, um, where we, we've actually had, that kind of conversation with people in one-to-ones. And I said, yeah, well, this is what I do. I, well, I help this and I do that. And then you say, how? And they're completely lost. And they'll give, all, all they'll give you a complete discussion that lasts about 10 minutes of how they do it. And by then you think, whoa, I'm totally confused. You've got to be able to be succinct about how you do it. How is that we've got a four-step four step process. We do this, then we go to that, then we go to that, then we do this. Perfect. You know, that's your pitch. But unless you've actually thought about this and the whole process of, yeah, we get you from we we get you from A to B uh, without this hassle um, through this. OK. Yeah. And then when it, the, the question how then is, OK, we do it by dump, 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 end. You've got the outcome you want. And then, so and then, and then that, that prospect as well says, okay, what's the next steps? Well, we know what the next steps are because yeah. we have that process. Yeah. Because we have that process to bring them in as well. And it's like, look, the next process is that we we have a, a conversation to see if we're a great fit to work together. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that, that kind of thing. Or, you know, you fill out this this application form. You know, is there's that that there. We we have all that that clarity. So instead of, like you said, someone then says, Okay, I'm, I'm interested in that. How do you do it? Oh, well. You know, yeah. Um, well, you now you're asking. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. How would you do it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and all of a sudden, there's you've lost that self because you can't just answer it within that split second. Okay. Look, what is it? And the reason is, is you haven't done the work. You haven't put the work in with what we've been through in in, in this episode. In this episode, I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know that in, in one respect, we we kind of droned on, right? With with this this kind of stuff, right? And it's like. Some, it, sometimes it's quite difficult to talk about it and think about it at the same time and come yeah. across really kind of motivated and, yeah. and enthusiastic about it because there's a lot of strategy and a lot of processing, you know, and, and a, a lot of kind of looking at, at the kind of information as you're putting it together in your head is that sometimes you can see it, but then, you know, to articulate it, it can, it can be a lot. But if you you just go through those motions, right? Your positioning, where do you fit within the market? Who is it that is actually going to buy from you? You know, you're offering then, like, how much does it cost to get someone from point A to point B? You know, and how are you going to do that? If you know that, you're already way above most people out there. Mm, yeah. you know, and you're going to appeal to clients then. People are going to want to work with you because they're just like, this guy, this guy or girl knows what they're offering. You know, they're confident that they can get this result. You know, I have then the kind of clarity on how I'm going to get this result, you know, and they're ready to work with me that, you know, they're, they're ready to go. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, why wouldn't you want to work with that person that's saying to you, look, I have the, the, the clarity, the confidence and the courage to help you get from here to there. 
Yeah, exactly. Like that, that statement as well. I mean, if you can work out that statement, again, look, your level's above. And, and yeah, and it comes, uh, yeah, I agree, totally agree with you because the, the you know, it's, it's all about those, that, that value you give to that person, to that prospect, if you want to, yeah, call it prospect. And if they can see what they're getting and the, how easy, not easy, necessary, how straightforward, let's say, let's, let's say that, it might involve work on their part, probably will involve work on their part, especially if you come to like a coaching and, uh, um, and consulting where there's a lot of thinking involved. But the point is it's straightforward for them to understand and they understand there's work involved. But the point is, but then you can say, okay, this is where you are now or this is the point that you're at now or we think you are. Um, and then this is where you're going to get to uh, within a, within three months, six months, nine months. Um, and um, without, you, without the hassle of um, having to do all this on your own, for example, or whatever there's yeah i'm thinking i'm I'm not very good at thinking on my feet obviously am i but the whole point is you can the 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 customer or prospect can see that right okay i can do that i can do that and you even in your process you can even ask the question that they may have in their own mind why are you better than other people because you're saying i can move you from a to b without the stuff that normally has to be done because of because of this particular process through my unique or whatever or my my four-step process um four-step easy to follow process for example easy is a great word for me easy to follow is a great word because people think oh okay because as soon as as soon as something becomes complicated or, or they think it's going to become complicated pull the the off switch is gone and yeah yeah so making it making it really easy to follow is essential for your for your prospect to become a customer and making it easy to follow is it won't it won't be easy to follow if you haven't followed this idea of okay position what am i offering and what's the process how am i going to deliver it as well when when you were talking now i think it a good way to explain it is if you look at kind of further education so if you look at maybe say someone studying for a degree or maybe someone's training to become qualified at a, a certain high level of you know, being a doctor or maybe say an accountant or, or something like that is that they know there's, there's different trainers that they have to go through that they then become qualified in, in a certain area. And then they know they, they go on to do further training to get to another certain area. That stuff is all mapped out. Mm. So before yeah, they yeah. even start, they can see the end goal, you yeah. know, they can see how, how they get there. And it's like, that could be over several years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they can see from the outset what it's going to be, you know, yeah. what stages they need to get to. Your outcome could be over several days, mm-hmm. you know, but you're still letting them know what the outcome is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just, um, you're just processing that out. And make it easy for them to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a good, good point to kind of end on here. Cause I, I think we, you know, we've gone into some quite heavy stuff here, you know, that it might take a, a while just to kind of, you know, process through and, and stuff like that. But once, once we have all that kind of ready there, we get to look at the messaging. Yeah. And this is this is the, the whole kind of reason that we're doing this as well as we're saying that when we put them together, it just becomes this powerful thing, you know, that that just works. So the next episode, we're going to be diving more into the messaging and then we're going to look then at how we kind of put it all together. So what we just said there with that that statement is how we begin it. Right? Yeah, because that, how we begin that, that there is, is we know, OK, look, we help get this without 
through. Yeah. You know, that's exactly it there. So yeah, look, we'll we'll wrap things up here. We've mentioned a couple of times about Momentum Builder. We'll put a link wherever you're watching this to go and check it out. This is where you get to work with Mark and myself through a program that's going to help you add a, a sustainable income stream over the next 12 months. We have lots of different benefits within there. We've got Unbiased Assist, which is a, a, a private messaging system where you need support. We have the Momentum Group, which is a community that isn't built on Facebook. It's, within, it? our, it's within our app and everything like that. We have on-demand training. We have live training. You know, it's, it's, it's all there, right? So we'll definitely put some information below. Definitely check that out yeah. if you're looking at either ways to improve your business, add income streams to your business, start something fresh, or even start a side hustle, right? Go and yeah. check that out. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Indeed, we will. Yeah. Yeah. I guess unless there's anything else you want to add, Mark. Uh, no, I think we just we I think we've done the pop. You know, we've done done, done enough here today. You know, yeah, done think. the pop. Um, yeah. you know, give them a lot to think about. Yeah. So yeah, look, definitely look, just go go away and think about that. Just think um your pop is your positioning, your offering, and your process. Yeah. Start working that out. And then next yeah. week we'll put it all together with your messaging. Yeah. And again, look, this is gonna put you levels above everyone else right yeah so, well yeah definitely uh, Mark, it's always been a pleasure indeed yeah thank Great. you for listening and I'll we'll catch you next time yeah and thank you everyone for being here so we'll see you then yeah okay cheers <laughs>